Scott for Scott's here. Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, oh, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed, or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another edition of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. My name is Kev Dan, and tonight myself, John, and Rob are going to break down the exciting game that happened between the 49ers and the Denver Broncos in their Week 3 Sunday Night Football matchup, in which case the Broncos came out victorious 11-10. Hey, it doesn't matter. As long as you score one more point than the other team, it's a W. So let's have some fun with this one as we celebrate another Broncos win as they go 2-1 to one on the season. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. weekly fans brews and broncos news what is going on broncos country welcome to another episode of the orange weekly post game podcast i am here with rob and john gents how are you both doing today doing good kevin <laughs> doing good <laughs> broncos win how y'all doing uh... <laughs> I, like I forgot we were live. I didn't know we were starting this thing. Hey, I feel uh, like every time me and John just try to go at the same time, so I like I give it a half a second to let him go first. So, so next time I'll call one of you out individually. Uh, for mm -hmm. Rob, yes, sir. Sir, how, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm fan freaking tastic. Uh, you know, one point win over a pretty decent 49ers team uh, gives us a good bit of clarity on where we stand, and we. It was it was a semi ugly win, but we still got a lot of things to clean up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Emphasis emphasis on the semi in that semi ugly. Uh, <laughs> second time in history. Did you know that? Second time in history, the uh, game finishes eleven to ten. So. Wow! Did not know that. Yeah. There you That's go. Fancy. Just bringing up facts here, and um, love it. It was rough to watch. Usually, when the offense was on the field. But man, yep. that defense looks good. And for once, we can say that our our special teams is uh, also looking fantastic. Something yeah. something new for Broncos country in the last five years. Right. Completely. Aside right. aside from McManus, he's always right. Right. He's yeah. always been the shining star. But um, uh, our punter had um, three, or uh, no. How many punts within the 20? It was something crazy, like six punts uh, within the 20 or something like that. Six yeah. Um, I mean, he was lights out phenomenal last night. Um, you know, then you have players like PJ Locke going out and making plays on special teams, um, doing things to set up the um, the safety and, and whatnot. Like, yeah, the special teams definitely played a huge role in our win yesterday in addition to the defense. So much so that Waitman was actually labeled one of the stars of the game, which I don't know if yeah. I can see Hunter as a star of a game 
probably doesn't say mm-hmm. good things about your offense, which of course we'll get to. Uh, but, yep. um, yeah, after especially after a win. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Wait a minute, I actually had you six punts within the twenty yard line. Yeah, six, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. You look good. You look good. Okay, well, let's uh, start this as we normally do, guys. Let's rewind it just a little bit uh, to right before kickoff and how we were feeling. And uh, as everybody remembers, um, if, or maybe if you didn't catch this or whatnot, as to why this game went from, uh, you know, hey, it'd be really cool if we could beat these guys to maybe show the NFL that, you know, we're, we're legit contenders and should be taken seriously to, holy crap, this game means a lot. And that happened in a matter of hours. So once Kansas City lost, and then we saw Las Vegas go down, and then we saw the Chargers go down. Um, And all of a sudden, we were in a position early on in the season to go out there, get things done, um, and, again, not only make a statement, but, you know, make a statement more importantly within the AFC West. But what are you guys thinking uh, going through your heads back before the game started? John, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, thank you, Rob. That was a great transition. <laughs> thank you. Uh, before the game, looking forward to seeing what progress we made We made after last week. Um, yeah. Our coaching staff getting a lot of flack, rightfully so, after those first two games. A lot of things to be cleaned up. So, you know, just hoping for the best there. Not expecting to be 100% fixed in, in all those areas, but um, – just, just looking to see some good football on the field and not when you're playing a game like this, after the way we started in those first two games from our offense, it could have, it could have gotten ugly if our, if our defense wasn't going to be up to it, up to the challenge. Um, luckily they were, but um, you know, they weren't, this was their first test and I've been saying it all week. Uh, this, this was really going to test to see if our defense was legit or if they could just play good against that, what I would consider bad offenses in those first two games. Uh, and they showed up and they, and yeah, obviously, obviously we, I don't want to jump ahead, but we did see a lot of fixes from the key issues we had in those first two games. Now, I think other issues that arose in this game, but, mm-hmm. um, at least there's progress being made for the Broncos and we won. Hey, a win's a win. So that's Dude, I was telling Rob before the show, when you get one point more than the other team, mm-hmm. that's a win, baby. We'll take it. Hey, Rob, what you got? So I was uh, incredibly curious uh, and a little nervous to, as John said, see what progress, you know, we made. I was more interested in to see how this hiring of this assistant game managing coach, um, how that was going to translate in the game. And and I'll be honest, I was I was surprised. and, you know, again, we'll, we'll get into all that, but uh, I was nervous. I, you know, I know the 49ers are, are a really good team. Um, you know, their running, their run game is, is pretty dang solid. Uh, we all know that their wide receivers were, were phenomenal uh, in years past and, and even last year. But um, yeah, I have to agree with you, Kevin. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to see, what it what it was going to be and and obviously you know we were all hopeful and and we squeaked out a win so yeah yeah i think um you're right the other thing that i was waiting for and to see how it translated on the field was um and i don't have his name up in front of me the hiring of the the new assistant head coach uh that we got from the ravens um rossberg 
Yeah, Prosper. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting to hear Hackett talk about the relationship between the two of them in that they didn't have any prior relationship. You know, uh, this was more of a decision, I think, that one Hackett recognized that they needed something, but uh, I think this might have been a, a move that, you know, involved George Payton as well in terms of going out there and trying to find a, a top-notch guy and, you know, not just Hackett hiring another buddy of his, um, which says a lot, you know, it says a lot just to go out there and hire another guy to help with the struggles that you've been having. Um, but then have this, you know, the, the step beyond that and say, Hey, let's get somebody out there who has a whole lot of experience has done this stuff before and isn't necessarily part of my group to give us, you know, uh, maybe a different insight to everything. So, you know, that was interesting to see how that was going to translate on the field. And guys, that was a huge, huge improvement. We can kind of move in into the uh, offense. Let's talk about the offense first. Um, some positives and negatives, because I think the defense, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about those guys. Um, so offense-wise, offense you know, the big thing we saw plays getting called quickly. They were on the line of scrimmage 25, 20, I think 15 seconds, usually at the latest. There was one time when the play clock got to five seconds and the ball didn't get snapped until about three seconds on the play clock and people did start counting down, which was annoying because yeah. Yeah. it's not a thing. It's not a trend. It's not the incomplete no. chant. Um, but yeah. thankfully, you know, that was the only time uh, that we got even that close. Uh, the rest of the time, you know, Russ had plenty of time to make reads. Uh, he even called, I think, some audibles out there. I mean, you know, it was the whole process seemed much more smooth. So, man, if that's our new benchmark moving forward, uh, that's a huge improvement right there between weeks two and three and what, uh, you know, what's going to improve from there off of that change. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Kevin. And, and that's, that's definitely what I noticed first off the bat. Um, I can, with... Uh, you know, I could say that at least none of our guys up in the, the booth went nuts like the Bills coordinator did. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> freaking out. Uh, but yeah, I, I would honestly, I would like to know, like, what this guy was saying to Hackett because I did read an article that said on fourth and inches, Hackett wanted to go for it, and he talked him out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, mm -hmm. I, the, the, the whole operation as a whole – uh, seemed to run a lot smoother. Um, I believe we had half as many penalties this week, which was phenomenal. Um, and I mean, just to have that, I mean, when did they hire him? Like Tuesday? It was like Tuesday. Yeah. So he didn't have Tuesday, a they announced it Friday, I want to say, but he was there the whole week. So, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, in such a short time, um, you know, it was a vast improvement from what we've seen over the first two games. Um, right. But yeah, I'm, I'm, like you said, Kevin, if that's the benchmark moving forward, then, you know, I'm super excited about where this team's going to be come November. So. Exactly. Mark, marked improvements in that area for sure, which was important because before in those first two games, we could, Russ was not getting enough time to settle the offense in and really read the defense pre-snap. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very evident. So I'm glad to see some improvement there. Um, that was huge. And then Rob alluded to the other one, and this is really for the whole team, not just the offense, but the, the penalties. Um, going from 12, 13 down to five for 30 yards is a step in the right direction, to say the least. 
So exactly. two areas that really needed improvement and, and quickly that, that we saw. So that's good. And I give credit to Haggard for that. I mean, he's not shying away when people are questioning him and, and criticizing him. He's saying, like, I totally get it. Like, the, these are the areas we need to fix. And proof of that is going out and hiring uh, Jerry Rosberg. Sorry, uh, not Joseph. A uh, little correction there. And um, it'd be interesting to hear, uh, you know, how much, uh, you know, he was in Hackett's ear. Like, how much of a difference it truly made. I mean, obviously, we can kind of see it on the field. But I'd uh, be curious to see if he wasn't there, what, what the difference would have been in that game. Um, yeah. You know, was it really him making all the, those changes, or was it really the team just kind of still settling into all those changes from the offseason? Um, right. But yeah, offensively, good improvements there. There were other areas on the offense that did not look as good. No. Uh, and you can just start with the huge elephant in the room in that what 19 of our or nine of our 13 uh, drives resulted in a three and out, including the first three in a row. Um, guys, I, I have no idea how we have more time of possession. Like it, it, it literally makes absolutely zero sense. Um, I don't know how that happened um, with all of our three and outs. I don't either. And I didn't even think about that, Kevin. Yeah, we had almost 10 minutes more in time of possession. Yep. I mean, yep. that's going to go into our defensive talk, I think. I think both teams are pretty much had the, the same game plan of, hey, let's try these three and outs and see if that wins us again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> old strategy, Cotton, but uh, worked out for one of these teams. It wasn't a tie, so hey, there's that. Um, no, but yeah, it was run-run pass, I think, for the first four drives in a row. Um, yep. None of them for a first down. I know at least for the first three. Maybe we got a, finally got our first first down on the, the fourth drive, but um, it seemed very – I mean, it seems like they got the hint that we want to see more of the running game, but it – you know – they were just going to use that at the beginning and they were not going to make any adjustments up front when it wasn't working, um, which was a little concerning. It, it did feel like we were going back in time to the, the Shermer days of, of mm-hmm. what feels like long, long ago. But Very repetitive. Like, yeah. yeah. You're, giving me, you're giving me PTSD, John. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> now, what did you guys think about the, the running game now that you men, men, uh, mentioned it? And Rob, I'll hand this to you first. You know, the main complaint I've been hearing from people um, is, well, great, we, you know, we were trying to do the running game, but, you know, Javante Williams had 15 carries and Gordon had 12, you know. It doesn't seem, you know, and Williams had, what, 3.9 yards per carry, had a 16-yard long rush. I don't know. It seems like they're still splitting them maybe too evenly, I don't know, versus trying to find the one with the hot hand, which I thought – Javante had the edge and that, you know, near in the second half, you know, I'm thinking, Hey, maybe some hurry up offense, gas out the defense by now, keep feeding Williams the ball, uh, mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit more um, and see if that got anything going. But, you know, I don't know, but what do you guys think, Rob, you first, man? Yeah, no, Kevin, you hit it right on the head. Um, you know, they started feeding Williams the ball um, and you could tell that he was starting to pick up steam and then they put Melvin Gordon in there and, and, and I don't know if it's just me, but I, we were running right up the middle way too much. And it just, it wasn't there for us. Mm-hmm. I feel like our bread and butter with Williams and Gordon is around the outside. Uh, at least again, in the previous two games, you know, of what we've seen so far. Now we've only, we only had this game. We only had uh, five rushing first downs. 
only yeah. five. And yeah. total yards, we had 101 total rushing yards. Uh, so, you know, I honestly feel, and, you know, again, our opinions are biased because I feel like most <laughs> of us like Williams a little more than Melvin Gordon. I do for other reasons, but um, I digress. And I just feel that, you know, we need to kind of lean a little bit more heavily towards uh, Williams and feed him the ball. Because sure. as you've seen in the past, uh, you know, you feed him the ball and he gets better as the game goes on. Right. And I would just say the only thing with that is it doesn't necessarily have to be Williams every game. You know, I think part of your halftime adjustment should be, hey, who has the hot hand? You know, and let's maybe – you know, ride with them instead of a 50, 50 split, maybe more of a 70, 30. Um, obviously you're not going to have them out there every single down, but Hey, let's, let's get this, let's keep this guy in for the whole drive. Maybe, you know, yeah. and, and really pick up momentum there, get the hurry up offense going, which we saw a little bit, maybe a couple of times last night. So it's like, okay, you're at least thinking about it, but it, you know, I think that would have been a great way to just wear down that defense just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed, honestly, in the run game. I mean, we still had over 100 yards, barely, of, of rushing. Uh, well, which not is good. without Russell Wilson's 17 rush yards. Yeah, he finally came alive <laughs> a little bit in the, in the rushing, um, you know, yep. scrambling and picking up yards with his feet when he needed to. That was good to see. That was a little refreshing, honestly, because he looked at times in those first two games, and even a little bit last night, like he was a little afraid to run, honestly. But... Um, at the same time, I appreciate his approach where he's going to look to pass until the very last minute um, yep. before he makes that decision to run. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. I'd prefer him looking for the open receiver and getting the first down. That way, it just sometimes it looks like the clear yards are right in front of him and he he doesn't take them. Anyways, different story there. But um, with the way that we were running those first two games, and maybe it comes down to the 49ers defense and that front seven being – as good as they are, because I think they are a top 10 talent in this league, at least that front seven. Um, we could not get, I mean, I mean, you could say Javante Williams was, was having a high hand, but he only averaged 3.9 a carry compared to the last two games where it was, you know, six yeah, yards. Six. I never saw him really getting going except for a couple, maybe three of yep. those drives. So I didn't really feel like we, I, I, I kind of disagree with you guys on this one. Um but it's not like Melvin Gordon was doing any better. <laughs> so right, right. I, I, I didn't know who to feed in this game. It is interesting compared to last year where we were doing that series per series split, um, you know, where, where Javante does take a whole series or Gordon takes a whole little series. Whereas this one, right. this year so far, we've seen them come out, um, you know, in between series. So I do kind of like the idea of keeping a guy in there for a whole series when he is getting hot. Um it's just interesting. I think what we're doing now is a little bit more traditional compared to what other teams are doing. Um, sure. And it, it was not, in my opinion, working last night like it was in the first two games. I mean, we finally got a true balanced offense last night. We had 33 passes and 33 rushes, and our offense just did not look great. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe it is the 49ers defense is that good. So interesting to think about good point 33 and 33 however six of those rushes were from wilson so if you swing that you know sure. that's a 12 point swing basically it would have been 39 rushes and uh 24 passes you know if those pass attempts had gone off um 
which just for what it is, you know, but, um, you know, I think they're still trying to maybe feature um, Russell Wilson just a little too much. I know everybody wants to see him throw and wants to see Russ cook and stuff, but you know, I don't know if there's still maybe just a little too much pressure where you just, just adjust it just a little bit more to playing it even, you know, we weren't really down at any point outside of, you know, a one possession game. So, um, but you make good points there, John. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, Uh, One possession game though. And again, I just felt like we were eventually going to, (laughs) I felt like we were eventually going to make that play or may have that drive that, that put us over the top. Like we did. Um, yeah, and I was holding my breath every time the defense went on the field because it's like, are they really going to stop them again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, offense looked. And is it? Are we still figuring out the playbook? Like, what? What is the issue? And it almost feels like we're taking some backward steps, which is hard to do when you only score what thirteen against the Texans. Yeah, I you know. I need to look up. You know how many drops we officially had last night? It was definitely less than you know the week two game but we still have a a problem with players dropping the ball i mean how many times does wilson get the ball right where it needs to be and it hits the player's hand or something and they just don't come up with it you know uh i think that happened at least four or five times last year they made only they might only say officially like two or three but it was like i can think of of my head for sure so there's a couple more yeah, and yeah, I don't know what you do there. Like, that's not Russ's fault. That's not the coaching practice's fault. Like, you just got to play better as the receiver yeah, step up. Uh, in that situation. That was a lot of the, the, the concerning part for me. Um, you know, Cortland looked great out there. Eight catches, 97 Eight. yards. Um, they, I do think that connection is strong. Um, but Jerry Judy, and maybe it's him not practicing all week, you know, 100%. Maybe he's still not fully recovered, but he had six targets, only two catches. I want to see that getting going. He had, he had one really nice play, but um, I think he had one of those key drops as well. Yep. Yeah, the drops well, have been absolutely killing us for sure. Um, yeah. And and I, I agree, you know, with everything you guys have been saying. You know, it maybe it is they're still trying to figure out the playbook. I hope not at this point in the year. I mean, you know, this next game is going to be crucial. I mean – uh, just for anybody who's listening that might be a Raiders fan, they are 0 oh, and 3. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Uh, you but teams are 0 and 3 in the NFL, guys? Uh, only uh, them. I think there's one. Yeah, there's, there's one. just one. Yeah, uh, weird. Oh, interesting. Rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, certainly that's not Josh McDaniel's fault. We all know that. Oh, of course not. No. Yeah. Hey, they can have it. He's a golden boy. He's their golden boy. And what was this like? Not I don't know if it was really a rumor, but more of a report that uh, him and the Raiders, what GM or whatever, had a nice long talk after the game or something like that. So the post game press conference was delayed. Like, yeah, um, I can't remember who posted that on Twitter. It was I. I uh, we have to find it. I think one of us retweeted. Are we going to start the rumor mill that he's on uh, the hot seat to get fired halfway through the season? Dude, people are saying Hackett's on the hot seat. Like, I saw people posting articles no, today we're not gonna talk about that, that said, is Hackett on the hot I'm seat? I'm okay with the Josh McDaniels are Kevin. Right, right. But well, even then, I'm like three games in, no, he's not on the hot seat. I can no, tell you I this, guess. that Adams was quoted as saying that he was – 
frustrated and pissed off at, at, at how uh, their season has uh, has turned out thus far. But uh, you know, I kind of think that goes without saying when you're 0-3 and you had such high expectations. Uh, well, <laughs> especially when you go from Green Bay to the Raiders and you're like, you know, we're going to do something and then, you know, they're falling flat on their face. But we will not give them their first win of the season, by God. No. But honestly, Devontae yeah. Adams, growing up a Raiders fan, he should know better. You know, you're going from <laughs> a world-class organization like the Packers at, to one of the most garbage franchises in sport. You know better. Yep. You, you're right. a fan growing up. You know better. But he doesn't right. because he's because he was a Raiders fan. He didn't know better. And that's, there's there's you know, an IQ level there. Like that's a problem. You know, uh, <laughs> just gonna throw it out there. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, that, that move had nothing to do with money. But <laughs> nothing at all with money. No, not at all. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> but speaking of IQ levels, um, you know what would raise your IQ levels, guys? Uh, watching watching Orange Weekly. So uh, I do want to mention, you know, shout out to everybody who's watching this podcast live. I do see some comments here. We're not ignoring you. We'll try to get some of your comments here at the end, just so you all know whether you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, or if you're watching us live, we do this live as well uh, when we record it Monday nights. So you can always join us here as well. But uh, the other shows that we do, uh, are really geared towards fan interaction. So make sure you check out all of our other content. Monday night, Orange Weekly After Dark uh, is starts right after Monday Night Football, right around 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Tuesday night is our flagship show, Bourbon Broncos No BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, and then we got our tailgate talk one hour before kickoff, as well as our halftime hash, which goes live, obviously, right at halftime. And all of those shows are geared 100% towards interacting with the fans and viewers. So make sure you tune into those other shows uh, and we can get to your comments a whole lot quicker and be a whole lot more interactive. So, but do appreciate everybody who's listening and tuning in while we're live. Um, awesome. So uh, next thing I kind of want to pass over to you, Rob, um, thinking about Wilson and how he's been adjusting so far. Some of my thoughts, you know, looking back to the first two games versus what we saw him do last night, you know, I'm almost wondering if he's just trying maybe a little too hard to not run. You know, even last night, there are a couple of times where it looked like he was about to take off. And then he had like the shovel pass to Cortland, uh, you know, and there was another time too where it looked like he was about to run and everyone's yelling, go, go, go. And he, you know, makes a quick throw. Um, you know, but we did see him rush a couple of times, one for that 12 yarder that almost got us the first down there. So. Um, I don't know. What do you think, man? Is, is Russ maybe still trying a little too hard to like focus on being just a pocket quarterback, uh, pocket passer, or does, you know, is, are we finally seeing him break out and be a little bit more of himself? Um, you know, that, that's a, that's a great question, Kevin. Um, I personally think that it's not so much that he's trying to remain a pocket passer. I think it's more of, the offensive scheme that Hackett and the OC have come up with kind of is more reliant on him passing the ball and staying in the pocket. Um, personally, I'd like to see him go back to the Russell Wilson, you know, that was with the Seahawks that would take off and, you know, and use his legs to ex extend plays and, and get those first downs in those, you know, in those tough situations and, and make the magic, so to speak, happen. Um, you know, but the, the NFL as a whole has kind of 
slowly been moving away from the the scrambling quarterbacks to more of the pocket passers. And you kind of see that year to year um, where it kind of, you know, bounces back and forth. You know, you've got Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, you know, just to name a few. But, you know, quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, they stay in the pocket. Carr stay in the, stays in the pocket. Mahomes, for the most part, stays in the pocket. But even he, you know, is kind of a hybrid between the scrambling quarterback and the pocket passer. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I don't think it's so much that he's, he's fighting the urge or, or trying to stay in the pocket. I think it's just the offensive scheme. But I think Russell Wilson needs to be Russell Wilson. And when his gut tells him to take off and run, he needs to take off and run. On the flip side of that coin, he is getting older. You know, he, he probably wants to protect himself a little bit more, have that longevity of a career. And, you know, I'm sure he wants to be like, you know, Tom Brady and play until he's 45 or 50. But, yep. uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that um, I, I think it's kind of a balance at, balancing act. Uh, and, you know, but hopefully as the season progresses, you know, he'll kind of find his groove and, and, you know, we'll start seeing him shine a little bit more uh, than he has of recently, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's still early. There's plenty of football left and, you know, I'm not giving up hope or, or, you know, throwing him to the wayside oh, no. just yet. Definitely not. No, I like what you're saying, John, what you got? Yeah, I don't have a problem with what he's doing. I, I don't, I don't, I like the fact that he's trying to play quarterback and not play one of these, you know, Lamar Jackson type type players. That's just not the scheme we're trying to play. He's older. He's got the experience. We're not trying to go out there and have him take 20 hits a game from, from running the ball. Um, right. And if you look at success, I mean, name the last like r- true running quarterback that was in the Super Bowl. I mean, right. You don't see Kyler Murray in the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, uh, haven't seen him in the Super Bowl no, yet. Actually, Kyle, Kyle Murray goes to the Super Bowl a lot. Uh, <laughs> when he plays Madden. In Madden, yeah. So oh, he actually, yeah. he's very familiar <laughs> with the pressure and the game of being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so. Nah, Kevin, so. he don't play Madden. He plays Call of Duty. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, Call of Duty. My bad, my bad. <laughs> and I'm not saying that those schemes can't work. That's just not the offense we're running. <laughs> Kevin, you brought up the shuffle pass to Corbin Sutton. I thought that was actually one of his better plays, and it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he got smoked by two different guys on that play right after he yep. tossed it. Like the, you see the replay, you see the catch, and then the background, you see Russell just getting destroyed by oh, two God, yeah. Um, yep. which was awesome. That drive, I was very excited about that drive, and I think I think we took a sack or a negative yardage play, and kind of blew up the whole off. thing. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have a problem with the, with the way he's playing. Uh, yeah, Cam Newton, there you go. Um, and that was, that was a little while ago, and I try and uh, not not think of. Well, I do, I do think yeah. of that game, but that one, um, yeah, that one, yeah. <laughs> I think that game a lot, but I don't think he won that game. If I, if I if my memory serves me, uh, right. Yeah. Von Miller is Cam Newton's daddy. I was just gonna say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think that's fine. The other thing, though. We're getting in what I think is field goal range, and we're not, we're punting the ball more than, yeah. There was a couple times where we've been, you know, 55, 56, maybe 59 yard field goal. And this is coming from the guy that was ready to do a 64 yard field goal to win a game with a minute left. <laughs> right. Uh, so maybe it's game flow. Maybe it's, um, you know, having a lot of confidence in the defense. But I mean, we do have to put McManus out there sometimes on those, right. on those long ones. Right. 
Now, I, I didn't see it from my point of view. I didn't go back and watch the, the replay. What happened to that field goal he missed? Did it get tipped, or did he just – No, he no, just shanked it right. Yeah, just shanked it right, it. okay. Um, from my point of view, I couldn't see yeah. what, what happened exactly. So, And they Which never show you the replay when it's a right. missed field goal. Yeah. No, it's just a bad Unless it's the other team. <laughs> I didn't see, like, a bad snap. I didn't see a bad hold. I think he just – Well, which is crazy because he hit, what was that one that he hit? 57? 55. 55. And then that one that he missed was a 54. Like right there. It was pretty similar. It was was right there. So it's kind of crazy that he made the one and then shanked the one right. But you can't hit them all, you know? Yeah. I mean, 50-yard field goal, you got to expect you're not going to be. If you're hitting 70% of 50-yard plus, that's a good kicker right there. So in there what would be nice is if we could get him if we're not going to get the touchdowns get him in that 30 40 yard range but we can't we seem to get hit a wall right where right where we're getting to that you know 50 yard kick area yeah it's like it's like if we can bust past the the 50 yard field goal range we do well up until the red zone like there's a there's a like the the yellow zone or whatever like we do well there 30 yards into the yellow zone we're good hey wait a minute the red zone whoa hold on Wait a minute, Kevin. I'm so glad you brought that up because, John, you had a great comment in our group chat. We had a red zone package, people. We had a heavy package for the love of Jesus. Thank you. Looks like somebody's listening to the Orange Weekly podcast. I don't know. Uh, You know, once or twice. (laughs) Once or twice. Uh, We did. And guess what? We scored a touchdown from the one yard. I've never been more nervous to be at the one yard line than at that one. Yep. Especially with Gordon running the ball, man. We get like once we get the fire. It's like I'm not excited that we're here. I (laughs) should be excited. I'm not excited because more often than not, bad things have happened. (laughs) I think it was what first and at first down on on the five yard line, and we ran it and got four yards. I was like, man, I really wish he had scored there. (laughs) I don't. I don't feel good. I don't like that he went down on the one. (laughs) Start having PTSD flashbacks. Jeez. Uh, but well, we did it, guys. Progress. We made progress. progress. We scored from the one-yard line. We History did not repeat itself yesterday. Nope. Nope. We have made progress. And the cool thing is not only to see the team making progress, but you look back through what we've been through the last six years, um, and the, the progress the team has made, you know, is, is really awesome. And it's – you can also look back to human – uh, progress from the last six years and some of the achievements we've made uh, technology, you know, through technology. And it's been great. One of the newest things that have come out lately is the Raycon wireless earbuds. Guys, these things are fantastic. I see some laughs. That means I did an okay job with that. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, but seriously, you know, whether you're listening to this podcast um, or, you know, when you're working out, you're, you're at work or you're reading a book uh, and you need some earbuds, uh, you know, all those situations are great. And what I've been using them for as well, um, you know, the, the Raycon wireless earbuds are the way to go. Uh, Raycon's everyday earbuds, they, they look, they feel, they sound better than ever. And they have some optimized gel tips for that perfect in-ear fit. So the earbuds are comfortable and they will not budge. Tell you what, guys, it doesn't matter if you're mowing the lawn uh, you're walking the dogs, you're working, whatever this is, these are comfortable, they'll fit. You're not going to have to worry about, you know, ear pain or moving, you know, the falling out or anything like that. 
They also give you an eight hour uh, playtime as well as a 32 hour battery life. And they're priced just right, guys. You're gonna get quality audio at half the price of other pre audio premium uh, premium audio brands. Uh, so really, uh, doesn't it's not a surprise that they have over 50,000 five star reviews. A couple of the cool features they have: uh, three customizable uh, customizable sound profiles. So whether you're listening to a movie, a book, or a podcast, or you know whatever the case is, you can customize sound profiles to give you the best audio quality for that. Also, some noise isolation. If you want to focus while you're doing work and you know you just want to have a podcast like Orange Whiskey Podcast in the background, uh, or you, you want to focus while you're studying, uh, they also have noise isolation uh, as well. Um, some other features, the earbud tap functions and uh, awareness mode as well. Uh, so these things are really smart, technologically advanced, and are going to give you some great audio. Um, what you need to do, guys, is go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15. That's one five to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's promo code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. Okay. Um, let's see. I uh, kind of broke down most of the offense. Um, what, uh, what about special teams, guys? I, I know we talked about the punter earlier, but what else are we seeing from the special teams that maybe is different than the pass other than – they don't absolutely suck. <laughs> we don't have Tom McMahon. Oh, we got to stop like here, guys. Wait, wait. We got a cool uh, cat here. Uh, everybody at AutoZone gets to hear our podcast because they play us over the work radio. Oh, so, perfect. Hey, fantastic. You know, we are we are making uh, moving up the chain there, if you will, guys. You know, people are like, oh, who, who is this? And then they find out. So. <laughs> well, hello, AutoZone, uh, wherever you are. Texas, um, Texas AutoZone, yep. Perfect. But yeah, back to special teams. What do you guys think? Uh, well, there's no Tom McMahon, and as we alluded to earlier, uh, our punter was fabulous. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's all I got. It, I couldn't be more happier than just no Tom McMahon. I'm good. Uh, coverage team looks much more improved from previous seasons. I mean, we're getting... On those kickoffs, man, we are getting guys down well before the 20-yard line. Um, and uh, it's it's really a rush of guys that are getting there. It's not just one, like, good tackle. There's, like, three or four guys around the ball carrier uh, when yep. plays are being made, which is awesome. Like, how many times over the last five years have we just seen busted coverage and, that, and long returns? So far through three games, fingers crossed, uh, we made some good strides there. And then um, Washington, uh, as our kick returner, didn't see – I don't think we saw any kick, ret uh, uh, kick returns. But we did see some few, punt returns, but, yeah, no kick returns. You know, through the first three games, um, he looks like the real deal as a rookie. Uh, you know, late-round pick rookie. I uh, yeah. like and, – and he's just elusive and fast. And, man, our special teams is no longer the issue. That should not be, yeah. you know – Right, they always say you have to play three, the all three um, areas of of the of the game. Right, defense, offense, special teams. You think special teams wouldn't be that big of a factor, but being a Broncos fan the last five years, we know how much a bad special teams can play a factor in in winning yep. or losing a game. So it's just nice to no longer feel like you know our the hair on the back of our neck is up every time we're punting the ball. Or, uh, <laughs> Right like, now, what, what's so, going to go wrong this time? <laughs> yeah. 
lots of improvement um, there. And it's it's one of those things, it's kind of like the the left guard, right? If we don't hear about it, that means it's probably doing pretty, pretty good. Um, yep. Now, if we can add in some kick returns for touchdowns, um, now, now, it, you know, it just, it's, it makes us better, but it, it shouldn't be a, an area that we're, you know, talking about every week, right? Right. Uh, and, you know, the reason I bring it up is because of these points, right? We've seen it through three weeks. You know, it wasn't just a fluke in game one, game, game two. There's, they're starting to show consistency there, right? So, probably not something we bring up every week. Um, but also, yeah, Montreal Washington, guys, watch out for this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still think he's dancing around just a little too much. He's pausing just that, I mean, just a half of a second. It, it is not a lot, right? But it's just that half of a second that is slowing him down. And once he gets past that, and it might be a year or so, right, um, for him to get, get that experience, going to the offseason with it, right, um, this guy is going to be phenomenal. I mean, he's also making plays on the offense as well. Um, uh, let's see. This last game, he actually didn't have any yeah. targets, but I know he did in week two. He had that jet sweep. He almost got around and, you know, um, it was going to make a huge play for us because he was, he was cooking there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so this guy is just going to get more involved, not just special teams, but offense as well. So, Man, yeah. big shout out to to Montreal Washington because I mean yeah. that's going to turn out to be a great, great pickup. I, I don't think he's, you know, and things could certainly change, but I don't see him being a big factor in the offense. No, um, you know, on a play by play, series by series type of a guy, but he does offer sure. that jet sweep option, and when he gets the ball in his hand in the backfield, going around the end, uh, he could he could make some guys miss and pick up, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards. Um, and, so, and why that's important is it, it gives us just another um, facet of our game that we haven't had in a few years um, for team for teams to game plan against and, and kind of hold uh, you know hold their defense to, to stopping that even if he doesn't get the ball um, you right. know, they still have to play as if he was getting it so it just adds another dynamic to our offense that we haven't haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still still miss the days of Trinan Holiday. Five foot eleven, hauling ass down the field and scoring the kickoff return touchdowns and punt return touchdowns. But uh, yeah, no, Washington has a, definitely a bright future, uh, returning punts and, and kicks, uh, and and being on the offense like John, you said, you know, it's just another weapon in the arsenal. Um, I would like to see Hackett utilize it a little bit more. I think, um, you know, I mean, look at last year. You know, we had Judy go in motion and fake the, you know every single time and everybody's like, yeah, he's not getting the ball. So, you know, it would be nice no, to see them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it'd be nice to see them actually utilize that and, you know, and bring that to the forefront uh, and score some points off of it. But uh, I still miss Trendon holiday, five foot 11 for us short people. Rob, Rob, when was Trendon holiday on the Broncos? Shut up, John. I still miss it. <laughs> I still miss it. Like almost okay. 10 years. <laughs> Okay. I don't care. I, hey, I still miss Moreno. Okay. But hey, I'll give you credit, Rob. You still have no Sean. He still has quite a few records uh, on special teams with Broncos, so I'll give you credit there. It's just yeah. funny. Yeah, exactly. I've not thought about him in quite a while. <laughs> right. Every time uh, I see well, someone wearing eleven, Kevin. That's what I do. It's not a holiday <laughs> jersey, though, guys. Yeah. Kevin jersey. Um, 
Okay, guys, we're going to give uh, our closing thoughts here in a second and uh, maybe pass Are we going to talk about the defense ball. at all during this postgame? Did we not talk about the defense? They're not going to do anything. They didn't do anything, did they? No. Um, I guess, yeah, that was pretty uh, pointless uh, to talk about the defense. Well, I can bet that we're going to talk about the defense after this um, because there is a lot to talk about with them. But before we do, uh, we do have other ta- other things to talk about in terms of bets. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We are talking touchdown big plays and even bigger wins like the Broncos had over the 49ers. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings Step Up Same Game Parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, sweeter, you can throw down on a stepped-up same-game parlay once per game all season long. Uh, Here's what you do to get in on this action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, that's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, defense didn't do too much yesterday, but I guess we'll be talking about them. Now, obviously, star of the game, defense. And what we were saying before uh, the show was, man, uh, when the defense and special teams were on the field, people were excited. The stadium was loud. Uh, energetic, happy, you know, maybe a little nervous, like, okay, are they going to keep, are they going to be able to maintain this level of play all game? But, you know, compared to when the offense was on the field and people got, I mean, there was no rope, well, you know, they they were not giving them any, yeah. you, any leeway, you know. Yeah, the coaching staff knows there was frustration uh, with the offense yes. very clear. Yes. But, uh, man, what do you guys think? That that defense, uh, Rob, you first, man. What stood out to you the most? Uh, well, uh, let's just say I'm, I'm going to take a play out of Jared's playbook. And uh, we had Josie Jewell back, okay? We actually oh, had geez, a linebacker right? in the middle. Uh, granted, there was the one play that he got T lined up. And that wasn't really fair to ask him to cover that. Like, Well, you know. but still, I would have been like, hey, wait a minute. Something don't seem right. This don't, yeah. no, this don't seem right. But Like Von Miller you know, coverage. Did. Why am I doing this? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. On uh, Jesse Jewell. Hey, at least that wasn't a bigger play. I'll say that. At least it was yeah. only like, what, a 15-yard play and not a to-the-house play. Very yep. true. Uh, but yeah, our defense played absolutely lights out. Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, Jesus. Both Joneses uh, on the on the line there, uh, but yeah, it was our defense looks phenomenal, and I would, I pray, and I think that Denver's defense will keep it up the rest of the year, especially this week. Um, yeah. Even though uh, one of the Joneses is in concussion protocol this week, so yeah, that we'll kind of makes me a little nervous. But uh, he's a big boy; he'll shake it off. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Tua can do it, he can do it. Exactly. Um, Bro, that was scary. Like, I saw that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, DJ Jones. And, and that's – I hope he's able to play this week, obviously, safety first, um, yeah. especially when we're talking concussions. But that's – if he's not able to go this week, um, that's – that's he's he's been pretty lights out uh, for us since uh, – from the start of the season, really. Um, having Jesse Jewell back, huge. He led the team in tackles. 
He came up with a sack. I don't know if I've ever seen Josie Jewell uh, have a sack. Honestly, I don't think he's had many chances, but um, that was awesome. I was a little nervous on that touchdown drive um, early on. I think it was the second drive of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, we had they had that long run, that thirty-seven yard run, and we're like, "Oh, is here Jewel we go." Back? You know, should should he be yeah. back? Is he still feeling some of that injury? But um, they tightened it up real quick after that drive, uh, which was fantastic to see because we were stopping him on everything uh, from from the run game, pass game, nothing. Debo Samuel, we were very obviously he was non-existent. We were yeah. not going to let Debo Samuel beat us yesterday, and he didn't. I don't know if you guys know, but we won that game. Uh, yeah. And with George Kittle. <laughs> uh, the big surprising one for me was George Kittle, his first game back, so maybe there was a little rust for him. Maybe he was still dealing with some injury issues. But covering tight ends has been a big issue for the Broncos for, for years. So um, yeah. I, I was nervous about that. And him not to have a big game or really be a factor was, uh, I think – a, a, a big um, big point for this Bronco defense. So, look, I'm not saying the 49ers are the best offense in the world, but they, they're they capable. They're well-coached. They and Jimmy yep. Garoppolo's been around for a while. I know it's his first start for the year, but you know he should have performed better than he did yesterday, quite frankly. He's been um, the NFC Championship game. Like, he's been around the block, you know. Yeah. It, it, you know, people were saying, and, and you know, the, the – um, Joe from the 49ers podcast uh, that joined us, um, you know, he was saying, um, you know, Garoppolo just got this playbook two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, he was with the same team last yeah. year, you know, and the year before that. Like, this this isn't necessarily new to him. Is he out of practice maybe? Yeah. Does he have rust? Yeah, sure. I'm sure there's some of that. But, you know, I would expect him to be aware of where the back of the end zone is, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll take it. I almost would have said, okay, no, I'll, you know, forget the, uh, the safety. I'll take the pick six that was going to happen either way. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys. So man, look, the, even a injured George Kittle would have lit us up in previous years. I mean, they would have just kept throwing to him nonstop. Um, and it would have worked. So, you know, when they did throw to him, you know, maybe he wasn't out there, maybe only 50% of the time or whatever they were doing to work him back up or something. Uh, I didn't see and pay attention to how often he was out there. But, you know, when they did target him, you know, it wasn't like he had a lot of drops or he was looking crap. Like, we stopped him. You know, when he was out there and they threw to him, we stopped him. Uh, and that says a lot about our defense. Um, and Josie Jewell being back there, like, that was huge to have him back. Jonas Griffith made some big plays as well. Obviously, that one of the, the interceptions, the second one near the end of the game, there, um, huge play, right? So uh, the cool thing is, we heard it wasn't just one name over and over and over again, yeah. right? We're talking about all of these players: the Joneses, Randy Gregory, uh, Bradley Chubb. Uh, let's talk about PS2. Like PS2 was just shutting things down left and right, you know. And man, at this point, if there's any question that he's if not the number one cornerback in the league, the number two cornerback in the league, man, I don't know what people are seeing or because he is there, you know. And Randy Gregory, uh, he looked mad and angry yesterday and I could not get enough of it. He was in that, he was in the quarterback space. It felt like on every play yesterday. Um, Yeah, it was just great to watch. And 
even at the end of the game, our offense going three and out, like three minutes left in the game, we gave the, the 49ers two chances to get, in, you know, to win the game. And the defense came up big on both those drives. Um, Man. Just awesome. Like, awesome. I was, again, holding my breath. Like, how much can we really ask of one defense to do? And Right. Apparently, uh, we can ask a lot. Yeah. And and honestly, the, the defense, I'm going to coin a, fra- a phrase from a buddy of mine, uh, Derek Larson, who joined the show. Appreciate you, bud. Uh, honestly, the defense is playing like Orange Crush 2.0. Um, you know, they're playing pissed off. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. And that's the way that we needed to play. Look at the look at the 2015 year when we won Super Bowl 50. Uh, you know, the defense was was playing the same way. They were playing pissed off. They were playing with a chip on their shoulder and they were playing like they had something to prove. So, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely the defense is phenomenal. And I just uh I really hope that they're going to keep things up and, and uh, especially this week again, you know, I know I'm jumping into to future content here, but it's Raiders week people. Come on now. Uh, we will not give them their first win this season. I no. refuse. No, and we're going to need that defense to be good because as bad as the Raiders have played and their offense has certainly been uh, suspect to say the least, uh, you know, they do have, they have, they have uh, Devontae Adams back there. We're going to need Sertan and Darby playing at a high level. Uh, he's one of the best wide receivers in the game for a reason, right? Um, Are we and, getting Justin and Simmons back this week? What's that? Are we getting Justin Simmons back for the Raiders? No. Damn it. Uh, and then Darren Waller, right? Also one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, plays for the wrong team, of course. But he's going to test us from that tight end position. So it'll be awesome to see our, our defense continue to thrive. And man, I'd love to get to a point where our defense is not the reason, the only reason we're winning games. I want to see, you know, this yeah. 24, 31, 30, you know, 40 point games from our offense. Cause I think we, yeah. we have the talent for sure. Yeah. It's just about getting all everyone on the same page, getting rid of those drop passes, you know, people running the right routes. I don't know. Something is off with this offense. And yeah. once it's fixed, I think it's going to be a totally different conversation. Um, yeah. I think we're going to be talking about a very high powered offense. Right? We didn't pay a guy $250 million to, to pray that he's going to be good. Like He is still a premier quarterback in this league, and we, we just got to get him going. Um, and maybe it's yeah. familiarity with the, with the playbook. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just I, I think there's still some of that. I don't know. But I think, I think also you cut down – you get to the point where you only have one, maybe two drops a game at the most. And how, how big of a change would that help in, in keeping the, the offense rolling? You know, especially on longer passes, you know, where it would be a first down, you know, um, it would be that third down conversion um, or get us out of a second and long situation. So, you know, you cut down on those by 80%, which isn't tough. Like that's something that, man, they should just, you know, it should be. That should be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, especially with the talent, like we've talked for a couple of years now about how much talent we have on this team, especially at the wide receiver position and to see drops from these guys it's like okay was like do we have it like are we at that yeah. there? like why are we seeing these drops from these skilled players um so it's just gotta get cleaned up and uh you know how do you coach that once you're in the nfl drops should not be a, no. like a consistent yeah. thing right and, and and one of our viewers here jeff hit the nail right on the head tim patrick that's barely missed yeah. 
severely missed right now because he mm-hmm. would not have had any drops. At sure. least I, I, I think he would not have. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah. You know, yeah, Timmy yeah. P was definitely one of those wide receivers that, uh, you know, you could throw in his vicinity and he's going to come down with it. But, uh, but Kev, you know, uh, if you had to give one game ball to an offensive player and one game ball to a defensive player, um, who would you who would you choose in that scenario? Yeah, so offense for me, it definitely would be um, uh, Kendall Hinton, you know, getting that big pass. Yeah, I took it, John. I took it wow. from you. Kendall Hinton. That that, okay. that big, yeah, well, I, I think that was a big, uh, you know, one of the last drives of the game there. Um, what was that, third down? Uh, he was able to get open. Uh, Russell Wilson was about to take off, but he found a way to get open at the last second uh, and made a huge, huge, huge catch. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to leave the easier ones for you guys. Uh, they're, they're bigger names, but I think, you know, without him making that catch, I don't think we win this game. Yeah. So valid point. Um, no, obviously you took the easy one. What are you talking about? We were all going to say, Kendall Oh, Hinton. you're all going to say, Kendall. everyone yeah. loves Hinton, right? No, I, I, I do too. But, uh, defense, I'm going to go the easy route and I'm going to go ahead. And, uh, since you offered it to me first and I appreciate that, uh, Mr. Randy Gregory, holy crap. I'll admit, you know, I was. Not 100% sold. I trusted George Payton in, in the decision. Um, there were still some concerns, you know, like, you know, are the off-field problems going to follow him? Um, you know, how is he going to adjust to being on a new team? Any of those, you know, the injury, you know, he didn't do much of anything in training camp, uh, none of the preseason games. Like, you know, how long is it going to take him to get into, you know, being an impact player on the field? Week two. You know, we started to see it last night uh, against the 49ers. Uh, like you said, John, he was all over the place. He was in the backfield consistently. Mm-hmm. He was playing angry. Um, this guy is a force to reckon with, and it's making Bradley Chubb play better too. You know, teams are really going to have to focus on, hey, who do we put, you know, two guys on? Is it going to be Bradley Chubb or Brandon Gregory? Because otherwise, basically we're in the same position we were in with Von Miller uh, and um, DeMarcus Square. You know, those two just feed off of each other, and it's going to be fantastic to watch. So that's uh, that's where I'm at. I think it's just going to get better between those two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, No, for me, offense, it was Quillington. Easy, easy one for me there. Um, They're just on the same page, him and Russell Wilson. That we need to get all the other wide receivers at, um, honestly. So... Until it's not that way, it's probably going to be sudden for a while, unless Javante Williams goes back to, um, you know, getting getting fifteen yards a carry. Uh, sorry, fifteen carries a game, but getting that that six yards a carry, getting over hundred yards and two touchdowns. But yeah, 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 yeah. We can all hope for that. Um, Cortland Sutton on offense was uh, was clutch from a receiving standpoint because n- honestly, no one else showed up uh, from a receiving standpoint besides Hinton, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but on defense, I'll go, uh, you know, I would say Gregory, but uh, you've already taken that one. So, you know, you took the one big, not the one big play on offense, but one of the big plays on offense. I'll, I'll go P.J. Locke as my uh, defense. That was going to be my my other choice. It's a good call, <laughs> but explain yourself. I mean, making the play of the game, uh, last yeah, uh-huh. game there, basically. Um, Standing yeah, in for, fumble, for but... Justin Simmons, like, that's huge. Yeah. Huge, 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 and um, and uh, but he also plays on special teams, and he's making plays on special teams. Love having him as a depth guy on the team, and being able to step up and play 
uh, and jump in there, especially with um, Simmons being out, you know, him and uh, Caden Stearns having to play a little bit more than they normally would. Yeah. I like it. Rob, Rob what you got, you, man? Yeah, you can answer your own well, question. I, I mean, you know, you saved me for last. So, uh, honestly, I'm going to start with defense first, but I'm going to give a game ball to Pat Sertan. Um, yeah. Because he did not allow a single reception that entire game. Is that true? Um, yeah. Well, I went. True. I went back and I watched the film, uh, and and he is just That's commitment. Right he, there. he is a man amongst uh, or a man amongst boys. Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, going up against those those wide receivers, he's so fluid and and just the way that he flows. And as soon as they stop, boom, he stops on a dime. Um, so I, I'm really impressed with him. I think he's been a great addition to the defense. Um, and I know I've said this before, but very Champ Bailey-esque. Um, and oh, that's yeah. putting him in a uh, in a high category. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah it sure. is, but it's true. But it's uh, true. But uh, offense, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Russell Wilson this game because he showed he showed me that uh, you know he's not afraid to take off when he needs to, and he had a little more. Uh, you know, I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm going to go with my gut this game. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think as a whole, like I've said before, we still have a lot of things that we need to clean up from the coaching to, to the you know yep. players and offense and everything. But um, yeah, I'd give it to, I'd give it to Russell Wilson this game. Uh, you know, he, he's showing me that he's stepping up and, and that he's worth that, that big ass contract we gave him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool guys. Well, uh, appreciate uh, your inputs as always. Uh, great, uh, great crew here at the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Do remember or remind everybody about all the other content we have? I mentioned it earlier. The big ones tonight, Monday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Mountain Time, or right when uh, Monday Night Football ends, will do Orange Weekly after dark. Check out Tuesday, Bourbon Broncos, No BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, and then our tailgate show one hour before kickoff, and our halftime show as well. Uh, and then don't, don't forget about the pregame podcast. Uh, you can listen to that basically wherever you're listening to this um, in terms of the uh, iTunes and the Spotify's and the Google Plays and all those other places. So um, appreciate you all tuning in. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate you tuning in. Uh, guys, look, like I said before, one point more than the other team is a win. So <laughs> here's to that. But uh, we'll go ahead and end it as we always do on a very strong Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Take care, everyone. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.